Marshawna spin love, baby And she gon' spin love And time Helping you to master your self-image So you can master your life Today we have a special guest Her name is Deanna Marie And she is a friend of mine from Life Coach School I'm so excited to have you, Deanna Thank you for being on today Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to all your listeners. Okay, so my podcast is mainly about self-image. And the definition that we use is the thoughts and beliefs that you have about your abilities, your appearance, and your personality. And I think what you do touches all three of those. So I'm really excited to talk to you about it today. Absolutely. So Deanna is, like I mentioned, also a life coach. And she helps women who are in alcoholic relationships. But before we get into that, Deanna, I want you to tell us kind of your backstory and your own experience. Sure. So I got married when I was 24 years old. I met this really cute guy who was at work. We had a lot of things in common. We wanted to have a family. He was a he was from a big family of eight people. And we just had a lot of the same life goals. We were into like investing and real estate and we wanted to travel. And and so it just seemed like we were the perfect match. So we ended up getting married. But during our courting phase, it's like I had always kind of sensed that, geez, you know, uh, he seems to be parting a little bit more. But we were again in our 20s. So I just kind of thought, well, that's just what it was. We got married and after five years of being married, we had our first son. And I thought that like at that time, like things would subside and the drinking would subside. And unfortunately it didn't. And within the first year of having our oldest son, he got two DWIs within like three months. And so for me, it was like, really like I had already seen little flag, but that was like the full flag had just like flown up. And I knew that the problem was much bigger than I even thought. It wasn't just a matter of growing up because, you know, we had gotten to many flights, you know, why, why do you need to have 10 beers? Why can't you just have three? And it's not that he didn't want to. It's just that he couldn't stop. You know, the saying is like a thousand is not enough and one is too many. And that was exactly how my husband was. So at that point in time, um, I was a young mom and then of course, and then I had a second son and I knew I needed to start taking care of myself and really watching out for these boys. So I went to Al-Anon and I started there and Al-Anon was helpful, but I was younger. The people in the groups uh, were older than I am. And I just never felt like it was a good fit for me. And ultimately, I decided to do something new. And I ended up getting a therapist. Her name was Maureen Sullivan. And she was a recovering alcoholic who actually helped women or all people in who were dealing with alcohol issues. And she was really the best resource for me because she actually validated all the behaviors that my husband was denying. And she also, because I didn't know anybody else who was dealing with an alcoholic husband. And she validated like all the gaslighting, all the manipulation. And like, she just made me realize like, yes, this is part of the behaviors when you're in an alcoholic relationship. And from there, that's when my true growth really came. And I started creating boundaries. I started to find my voice again. Because for the longest time, when you talk about your image, what was happening with me is I kind of had ego image and then self image issues. And the ego image 
issue for me was I am a smart, master's educated woman who has a successful career, who runs a staff, who is doing it all during the day and then coming home and not even knowing how to navigate my home life with my husband and my two little kids. It was so frustrating because like, how did I get into this relationship? I can't believe I found myself in this situation. It's like, I should have known better. I should have seen it coming. Or it's like, and wow, now here I am with a five-year-old, a two-year-old, an alcoholic husband, and not figuring any way out. Yeah. So that was sort of like my ego was definitely, my ego image was definitely wounded. But going back to the my personal image, it's like through what I now know is gaslighting. That's a big term now of like, you're too sensitive. You're going crazy. That never happened. You know, in constant years of being told all of these things, it's like my self image was there was no image. I had no confidence. I had lost my whole ability as we were talking about earlier that self-trust, like I didn't have that self-trust anymore. So going back to my therapist, she was finally the one who said like, no, what you're seeing is right. What you know in your heart is right. And she was the first one to make me feel like I wasn't going crazy. Like this was really happening to me. And so from that process, I just started building my confidence, getting stronger and moving in the right direction. And, um, eventually got here today. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk more about the self-image while you're like in the thick of it. What, you you know, you had said that maybe you were crazy or maybe, you know, what, what, like, what did you decide about yourself during that time and about your ability to have something different? It's, it's funny. And I've actually written about this in a couple of posts over and over. And I even sign off my emails every week to my email list. And it's like, you deserve better. That was it. We talk about as coaches, um, you have to have your why. And that was my why, because I just knew that I deserved better. Like this was not how it was going to end for me. Like I'm not going to just be unhappy, feel insecure, feel depressed. Like, I know that I deserve better in this life. And I, that's why I am so passionate now about helping all women in alcoholic relationships understand that they deserve better. Did you know that the whole time? Did you know that you deserved better the whole time? I don't know if it was so like a light bulb moment and I just held on to it. It's just like, it was that unease of like, this just doesn't feel right. This is not. Because let's face it, okay, all of us, all of us women, when we get married, we've been thinking about getting married since we're little girls, and our life is we're going to have the family, the house, the picket fence, the dogs in the yard, and it's going to be a dream, you know, and we're just going to live out this dream and live happily ever after. And it's not so much, you know, the going got tough, and that was never the issue. It's just like, this just doesn't feel right. This is just much more than I can handle. And when you have kids in the mix, it's like you are not only trying to save yourself, you know, I really just wanted better for my kids too. And so they too ultimately pushed me along to be healthier 
and have a better self-image and self-confidence to take care of myself and them. Yeah. I mean, I've found that to be true in my life too. If it's just me, I can suffer yeah. through longer and I can, yes, I can make it work or I can be okay. I can figure it out. But when my kids are involved, it's like, no, this is the decision I'm making and I'm doing it right now because it's so important for them. Absolutely. What Absolutely. blessing they are, right? <laughs> right, right. And really. such a catalyst, I think, just like a catalyst for making some of those really hard decisions. Yeah, you know, and sometimes they're catalysts to make it, but I also would say they're catalysts to not make it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you are saying that you're going to take these little creatures away from their biological father, then that's not something anybody wants to take lightly, you know? And so you really hang in there and you do all the things that you can to try to make it work until you realize you just can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, some of the behaviors of my ex were kind of rubbing off on my older son. And I just didn't, it, it was just not the way I wanted to raise fine young men. And ultimately, you know, we just needed to separate finally for good. I'm sure that was not an easy decision to make, like you said. No, what? it wasn't. You have to decide. Okay. No, I'm, I just got thinking and I was like, man, what did you have to decide though to make that choice? Like, what did you decide about yourself? You have to just decide no matter what happens, if I'm to meet another person or not, whether anyone will love me or not, I deserve better alone than I did with what I was getting in this relationship. And that's what I did because I would, I had decided I would rather be alone and figure out all the things on my own than raise my kids in this environment or actually get so disrespected and manipulated and no credit and, and yelled at for things I just didn't want to deal with anymore. Yeah. Tell me about the work you do in your coaching practice with your clients. Well, what I do is it, my clients vary so much. So some are in the process of they're just ready to get divorced and some are still just trying to figure out like I was like, because we get into relationships, marriage or long-term partnerships, like we get into them because we have the hopes of just living our lives out with these people. And ultimately the, you know, then there's these red flags that we see. And like we were talking earlier, we kind of put them off to the side and then you have to then look at it. And if it's affecting your emotional and personal health, then it's time for you to make a change for you. And people will say, well, change, you know, I can't afford to leave my partner. I can't, you know, I can't just pick up and go, or I don't have family. And you don't have to do any of that. We know that it's like your thoughts about this situation are keeping you stuck in this relationship. And when I say stuck, I don't mean physically stuck in the relationship. It's you can have an amazing life and still live with your partner. If you can't leave, if you decide that you can't leave and that's a decision that you're going to stick with, then you can create a way through your own being to live a happier more productive life. If you decide that this relationship isn't serving you and you want to leave, then you have that option too. And so we process those thoughts because once you leave, and I tell the majority of my clients, do not leave until you have done the work. Because if you haven't actually processed how you got in this relationship, what has kept you in this relationship, 
and why you're accepting the behaviors of this relationship and not taking care of yourself first, if you just move to a different place, then you're just going to drag all of that with you. Mm. So you really have to learn how to love yourself more than you love the idea of continuing this dream. Wow. The way you say it makes it sound so powerful, right? Like we have to get you to a place where you're in your own power so that you can really make the best decision for yourself and that it's not just out of necessity or out of anger or out of whatever other emotion that might not be a good driving factor. Yeah. And a 90% of it for all my clients, I would say 97% is just that it's the fear. It's like, and a lot of them, and I, and this is why, you know, I can really help my clients because I understand, I know what it, it, it feels like to be afraid that you're going to be alone at the age of 40 or 50. I know what it feels like to wonder if you can raise children on your own. I know what it's like to worry about if who's going to mow the lawn and how am I going to mow the lawn and do the groceries and, and shovel the snow, you know. Am I going to be able to manage it all, help the kids with the homework, make dinner, and get them to school? I mean, it can be overwhelming. And that's where, as we know, what we do for coaches, we just slow people down and we take them one task at a time. And we really ask them, is this really a true fear? And if it is, how can we work through it? How can we work around it? You know, and if it's not, and if it's just something you're telling yourself, then let's just set that aside and move on to something else. Mm-hmm. because we are powerful and creative humans and if we ask our brain a question and how we're going to do it we're going to find an answer we may tell ourselves i don't know we know how to do things to help ourselves to move forward in life yeah i think it's very brave that you got help when you needed it and i i think you could say that about all of your clients as well. Just how it does take some bravery and courage to ask for help. Absolutely. Because a lot of women like myself, like we believe that somehow initially we are responsible for drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, because it may even be that they say that we're responsible. Well, if you were a better cook, I wouldn't drink so much or we had more intimacy, you know, I wouldn't be drinking so much or whatever it is that they're saying. But then we finally we recognize that it's not about what we're doing. It's that's how they're feeling about them. And then we just have to decide what we want that best for us. Mm, I love that. Okay, so right now, if you could say one thing to someone who is in their relationship and struggling, what would it be? I would say to any woman or man in an alcoholic relationship, it's like, first of all, are you happy? Is this really where you want to be in your life? And if it is, great. But if it's not, if you feel like there's that voice inside of you, that longing inside of you that just knows that there's more out there for you, then go for it. Like fight for your life, fight for your happiness. Don't settle in a relationship that's not really building you up. And again, I'm not saying you have to leave that relationship. That's your decision to make on your time. But if you are not feeling loved, fulfilled, respected, and if you're not feeling joyful in your life, then it is time to make a change for you. Because life is too darn short to stay in a relationship, any kind of relationship, and be unhappy. 
I love that. I think people don't recognize how much power they have over how they themselves feel. And I love it. But that's where we start with our clients, right? It's like, we help you whether you leave or not. We're not even talking about that necessarily. But like, how do you want to feel? And we can help you feel that way, even if the relationship doesn't change. Absolutely. Right. Because we don't know what's best for people. But my only goal is because I know how unhappy I was in my relationship. And the fact that someone could walk up to me and say, hey, I want to let you know that it's possible for you to be happy. I would have thought that they were crazy. But the truth is that it is possible to be happy. And whether I choose or stay is going to be up to me. I can't make anybody leave. But I will sure as heck try to make sure that they live a more fulfilled, happier, peaceful life, no matter what their decision is. Mm, Love it. Deanna Marie, everybody. And I will include information of where you can find her on Instagram and her website and all the places in the show notes below. And just want to remind you all to wear the damn pants. Thank you, Deanna. Uh, Thank you, Shauna. Thanks for having me. Wear the damn pants. By Shauna Spin Love, baby. And she gon' spin love and time. Helping you to master your self-image so you can master your life. Believe in your abilities, and anything is possible. You be true to yourself, there's no way you can't go.